I'm Congressman Ron Paul, and this is my new book, End the Fed. Well, uh, the next book came out this week, End the Fed, and we're having a lot of excitement surrounding this, and I've had a lot of uh, interviews on this. Today, somebody asked me, what should I do uh, in, in this country to improve our economy? My answer was very simple, End the Fed. The Fed is the culprit, and I talk about that in the, this book and explain why the Fed not only creates our problems, they perpetuate the problems, and the sooner we come around to understanding that, and uh, at first, of course, get the audit of the Fed, but eventually, we have to end the Fed if we care about sound money, personal liberties, limited government. This is the book that you have to read. First time I saw them was 2004 in New York. They have the National Guard engaging American citizens right now with deadly acoustic weapons that damage the middle ear. They might just talk to them all. In fact, get Mike Nelson in here right now. And they go, we can't hear you. It's painful. It's and we're text messaging them, telling them just to call in right now. But it's blindingly loud. Get Mike in here right now. Mike heard it. Uh, this is happening right now in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, while the G20 and mainstream news is getting rid of the dollar, bringing in world government against everybody right now. Um, Mike Nelson just talked to, uh, to to Jason Douglas, and J he's like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. We're under, we're under sound weapon attack. 
Uh, Mike doesn't probably want to be on TV, but we'll just turn his mic on. Mike, you talked to him. You said you heard it. Uh, you're texting him now, telling him to call into the hotline. We're going to Sherry Tenpenny in a moment. Mike Nelson, office manager here at InfoWars. Tell folks what he told you. He said that they're, they're, they can't hear anything that I'm saying because they're under uh, sound weapon to try to get everybody to disperse and leave the area. And what, are, what does it sound like? It, it was just something very, very loud. I could barely, I can't hear him because it's almost like. Make the sound. Loud, like, Make the sound. That's what they do. Yeah. And then I hear a voice every so often. Um, a voice saying, get back, get back. To, or, to leave the area. But you, you. Holy mackerel. Put on CNN right now. But I can't hear. I'll this. guarantee you this is going to be on the news. We've got uh, reporters in the zone right now in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, as the bastard bankers totally take everything over. Are they texting you back? I mean, we've got to get them on now. No one's texted me back. Oh, man. We should have had the operating procedure that if they got hit with a sound weapon, immediately call in. Tell them in the text, get out of the area, and then call in. Ah, well, no doubt they've got video of this incredible event. Oh, man. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, I tell you, this brings new meaning to the word info war. Wow, Alex. That's pretty scary, isn't it? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I mean, my life is like a Twilight Zone episode. Alex, do you know, have you heard reports from other parts in the world? I mean, other than the U.S., are these sorts of things, these sound wave technologies, these mandatory vaccines, the FEMA camps, all this other stuff, in other countries, are yes. these the same? Yes, simultaneously. The Air Force said, well, we can't use this in Iraq in 2004 till we use it in America. So they started using it here, then saying it was a no big deal. Now they're rolling out microwave guns. Uh, we've gotten confirmed reports, and I saw this in Denver, but it was in a police area. And when they saw me videoing it, they... they and that is the LRAD sound if you hear in your neighborhood a large police truck coming through your town with that sound sounds like a uh, um, roving car alarm just in case you hear the police uh, coming through your t- your uh, your city block and and uh, it says whatever the town police as in this case it says Pittsburgh police it's a large actually about a double wide paddy wagon van and uh, it's coming through playing that sound uh, you can see the video of course I can't play it for the full 60 seconds row probably lose my entire audience but just so you know how to name that tune when that comes to a town near you that's what's happening in pittsburgh during the g20 summit going on and the uh, the protesters which includes everybody just walking down the street riding their bike just individuals and you can see just uh, rather like an ice cream truck this LRAD emanating police truck starts driving through your town and you have a soldier popping his head up right out the middle out of the middle of the top of the truck and on either side of him are these speakers that uh, emit this deafening LRAD tone that uh, can damage your inner ear your middle ear eardrum I'm your host for Liberation Station Chris Steiner, and I'm very perturbed by the protests that are going on uh, in Pittsburgh and uh, the the, um, the staged response to them. You can reach us here in Pinellas County at 727-441-3000, 727-441-3000, toll-free 866-826-1340, that's 866-TAN-1340, all-tell-free call at star-1340. 
Well, that's just a, a little tidbit, a little taste of what we'll be getting into uh, as the uh, videos buffer up and get queued up. We'll make some announcements, but I wanted you to know and what's in store for you later on in the show and uh, maybe in your future if we don't stand up in greater numbers. These protesters are just amazing to me. I admire them so much because they're great examples, models of, of citizenship. Not American citizenship, just citizenship, period. And, and great examples of demonstrating the art of citizenship and the art of maintaining one's own dignity by standing and protesting and delivering your message as a person of conscience, speaking your mind, dissent the highest form of patriotism, according to Thomas Jefferson. Well, that's not uh, something that uh, when you hear these videos, you're, that's not something that the, the uh, law enforcement holds, the militarized law enforcement holds. Uh, that's not an opinion or, uh, that they share. It's just astounding what you're about to hear is um, going to be even uh, more alarming than uh, what you've already heard. But uh, just uh, let it be said for now that uh, the civil disobedience that is being displayed by the protesters the diligence, the courage, and the example that they set for us is is going to get more people to follow the cause of of uh, free speech, the cause of freedom, the cause of uh, of patriotism to one's one's own uh, stated ideals and the embodied in the Constitution, protected purportedly by the Constitution. And uh, first, I want to start out here making some announcements. Uh, first, uh, we have an event tomorrow, September 25th, Friday, September 25th, starting at 5 p.m. This is the fourth Friday Clearwater Street action, and it will be at Cleveland Street and Fort Harrison Avenue in Clearwater. We'll have a street action to help spread the truth each month at this location. That's Cleveland Street and Fort Harrison Avenue in downtown Clearwater. And there are other events that are going on there. Uh, there are street vendors, there are uh, bands, live entertainment, and uh, that can be seen at the uh, at the website fourthfridayclearwater.com. That's www. the number four th fridayclearwater.com. And uh, and so uh, we're there with uh, the We Are Change Tampa meetup group if you want to uh, see their their attendees those who have rsvp'd including myself to be there you can go to meetup.com and search for we are change or just type in meetup.com slash we dash r dash change dash tampa and you can get right uh, to the meetup website and sign up with your own account if you don't already have one and then be able to see all those who have rsvp'd or those who may be coming and uh, get acquainted with those who, with whom you um, email and and uh, come out to meet me and some of the other we are change people then there's also on october 3rd uh, we will be um, the, uh, at the, on the Dunedin Causeway, and uh, I'm not giving out all the specifics now so that uh, people will have to go to the meetup.com, or if you'd like to uh, email me, uh, you can go to meetup.com and just do a search for Ron Paul or Ron Paul's Campaign for Liberty or just Campaign for Liberty, and you'll find uh, on the uh, Ron Paul meetup group for the uh, St. Pete and the Clearwater Campaign for Liberty uh, 
meetups will meet there, will gather at uh, the Dunedin Causeway this October 3rd. And uh, that I believe that's every the first Saturday of every month. But uh, we'll have uh, Ron Paul signs. There will be uh, drinks and food. And uh, if you're planning to bring anything as part of a potluck, please uh, check in with a meetup group and let them know what you're going to be, what you're going to be bringing. And then uh, people can uh, coordinate what uh, what they'll be, what they'll be uh, bringing to uh, for others to enjoy. So um, I'm not going to give all that information out there, but it's on the uh, it's at the uh, Dunedin Causeway. It's easy to find if you just see everybody waving signs in, of various types, homemade signs, certainly not astroturf. Certainly the best grassroots in Pinellas County and surrounding areas. Uh, people of that ilk will be there. And also every Wednesday at the USF campus, each Wednesday at the bull market flea market, there are free DVDs handed out at the, the truth table. You can get DVDs on various subjects like uh, 9-11 truth on banking, the Federal Reserve System, Codex Elementarius, and uh, several other issues. That's at the USF campus each Wednesday at the Bull Market Flea Market. Get your free DVDs. And uh, then uh, we're going to uh, bring Frank on the line from Largo to talk about this upcoming Tuesday, September 29th. Frank, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you just fine. How are you? Frank, do you read me? Yes. Good, good. Welcome, and uh, and you're going to be uh, we're going to be going to the uh, September 29th um, council meeting, a, county uh, council it's a meeting. Public hearing uh, for the uh, proposed utility rate increase uh, at the Pinellas County Courthouse in Clearwater on Court Street in downtown it, Clearwater. Um, it, oh, I'm sorry. It's um it's Tuesday morning at 9:30 a.m. on September 29th. That's next Tuesday. And uh, I would urge all the listeners to, if they're able to, uh, to come out and um, and add their two cents. Uh, you get three minutes to speak to the board of commissioners, and and they uh, have to have a hearing uh, in the public uh, whenever there's a proposed rate increase or or, or something of that nature, uh, pursuant to um, Florida statute uh, 180.136. And so this is our chance to tell them what we think about this. So they're holding this kind of a token, uh, kind of as a token hearing, because it's, what, two days before the rate increases to take effect? Correct. And, you know, uh, this has uh, occurred um, several times over the past few years. And if you go on their own website, they plan another rate increase for next year and another one for the year after that. And another one for the year after that, and uh, on into perpetuity, uh, apparently. And, no child um, left a dime. It, it, <laughs> isn't that funny how um, they say one of the reasons that for, for this rate increase is that uh, there's reduced consumption. So, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Could you uh, explain that? We reduce and uh, use less, just like they ask us to, and then we wind up paying more. Right. Could you explain that, Frank? Uh, how you've um uh, the, how you've looked into the uh, comprehensive annual financial report. That's a topic that I know Alex Jones has mentioned quite often, and, and also the uh, free documentary that anybody can see freely online to to uh, get a sense of, of this comprehensive annual financial report. They can go to a, a video hosting site such as YouTube or several others and go to uh, do a search on CAFR Exposed or Comprehensive Annual Financial Report Exposed, a documentary by Walter Burian that uh, 
uh, as I was saying, Alex Jones has, has uh, recommended. But uh, could you tell us a little bit about the, the water usage? You say it's gone down, and, and according to uh, the, the statistics or the, the uh, financial statements that you've looked into for Pinellas County? Yeah, um, the the water uses is, has gone down. That's one of the reasons that they give uh, for um, for raising the rates. Uh, the other uh, other reasons are um, Tampa Bay Water is increasing its rates, and um, it's because also, we're contract. Uh, there's um, uh, all people moving out of their housing, uh-huh. lack of housing, and um, also a, a reason uh, to pay the debt on the security bonds. Uh, for the water, which is what my angle is going to be when I uh, talk with the Board of Commissioners. Apparently, um, in 2002, according to the Pinellas County Comprehensive Annual Financial Report on page 43, under an interlocal agreement, member governments, and there's 29 municipalities in Pinellas County and uh, also the surrounding Bay Area, all of these uh, member governments, except for the city of Tampa, transferred, get this, transferred ownership of rights to their water supply resources to Tampa Bay Water. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. before that, all of our water was supplied to us by the Floridan Aquifer, and this is one of the largest aquifers in the world with an estimated 2.2 quadrillion gallons of water, which is more than the five Great Lakes combined, according to the U.S. Geological Survey and Pinellas County's own website. And um, so apparently, more than uh, this interlocking, uh, this interlocal agreement, uh, transferring the ownership of the rights of the water supply to uh, Tampa Bay Water, Pinellas County transferred its interest for cash upon closing, and the remainder is to be received as credits toward annual water purchases over the next. 29 years. Uh-huh. Now, the value the of these ahead. credits, according to the report, is more than $63 million, and it's recorded in long-term notes receivable. The interest on this note comes to more than $1.2 million per year. So, in other words, what this is saying, and um, this is uh, a little complex if you don't know anything about economics, which, you know, just a short while ago I hardly knew anything about it, but I think everyone's gotten a crash course since October with the banker uh, takeover bill there. But um, the county, essentially the county is receiving free water from Tampa Bay Water, and it sells it. It then turns around and sells it to us after we already paid for it with our tax money at an ever-increasing rate to support the financial agreement. So, so, so there you we go. Have plenty that's of water. pretty much it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And that's attached to the larger issue of all the um, surplus taxes that they uh, uh, take from us and invest in uh, money markets and pension funds and mutual funds, uh, which we never see any uh, benefit from. And if they lose in the market, then we certainly do. We're, we're on the hook to pay that. So they've planned ahead. You're saying that they've. Um, what are they planning for so much that they have so uh, so great of uh, 
financial wherewithal and resources that they could cash in. Uh, you know, like, uh, is it some calamity that they're, you know, 20 thinking so far ahead? Is it, is it, are, you know, what kind of uh, excuse might they give to say that, uh, to say that they're looking out for us for the next 29 years? Well, yeah. It, well, this is tied into um, the fact that um, uh, Pinellas County has to keep in reserve fifteen uh, percent of the annual annual budget, and and even Jefferson uh, said that these reserves, uh, these rainy day funds, are are nothing more than than theft in reality. Um, you know, every every business I ever worked in, um, every career field I've ever been in. You, you play everything uh, really close to the cuff. You know, you only buy the supplies you need for that month, and, and that's it. But uh, apparently they're um, overtaxing us, and uh, the overtures on that they're able to play with and, and do as they will without our input, I might add, without our uh, okay, without our say-so, without our consent. And uh, all the benefits that they get from that, all the um, – the profits, uh, if they get profits, which they usually do, we never see a penny of that. And um, apparently, although I don't have direct proof of this, apparently what happens is the officials supposedly get a kickback and the rest of it goes to offshore banks. And everybody who has served on the Pinellas County Board of Commissioners and most uh, major positions in government know that this is going on. And this started in 1995. Every Every municipality, every county, every state does this. And so essentially, on an average, 65% of all tax money in this country goes and winds up eventually in foreign offshore banks. And our usage, as you, we mentioned, is going down. So uh, oh, yes. I think that prices would would also go down, but it's, it's that... Uh, the idea that uh, you know our usage is going down and our prices are going up, it's only because the prices are going up that the usage is going down, and that's why they, they want to squeeze us even more and more for this super secret slush fund that uh, is you know like the Chicago 1313 model. You mentioned a separate set of books, one set for the officials and the other for uh, that's the real set of books. That I guess that's uh, what the CAFR could be called. Yes, correct. Um, it's all based on that Chicago 1313 method that the mob developed back in the 1930s when they took over the government of Chicago, and and uh, now it's uh, spread nationwide. But but the galling thing is that we've paid for our water uh, through our tax money through this interlocal agreement for the next 29 years. We're supposed to be receiving the water for free because. In other, in, a, in effect, we've we've anted up for the next 20, 29 years to Tampa Bay Water, and yet, as they send the water, which they use three primary sources. Before 1998, all of our water was supplied by the Florida Aquifer, which, according to uh, both the U.S. Geological Survey and Pinellas County's own website, is the safest and highest quality water available. Isn't that great? Yeah. Well, now um, Tampa Bay Water supplies us water from three primary sources, and uh, they don't really note the secondary sources on their website, but one of them is the Florida Aquifer. The other is surface water, like from Hillsborough and Anklote River. And then another primary source of the water that they give not only to us, but also the entire Tampa Bay area, is desalinated water from Hillsborough Bay. 
So in effect, the water for Pinellas County and the surrounding Bay Area has been centralized and monopolized. And this centralization on its, on its face, on itself, just that alone is actually quite dangerous. I think we should get our water from, uh, you know, uh, wherever and however we can, uh, be it rain barrels, um, mm-hmm. uh, cisterns, uh, g- drilling down into the Florida aquifer, which will never run dry. Uh, there, there might be a reduction in the water from where the primary wells are uh, in, in the water table, but it will never run completely dry. It's backed up by 2.2 quadrillion gallons of water. <laughs> so what, what they're charging us for is what we should actually be getting for free, uh, minus any maintenance fees. That's really all they should charge us for, and, and in effect the maintenance fees should be covered by our, our own property taxes. Sure. And uh, I remember having a well when I was growing up, even in just in Pinellas County, it was about a 70 foot well in, in Seminole. And uh, it was great to drink the well water. Um, and I've been up to friends places and Zephyr Hills and such. I know that uh, they, some of the aquifer comes down from mountain water in the Carolinas. Uh, so I, I think that uh, that would be a little bit better than them taking it and, and uh, filtering it, uh, treating it, chlorinating it, fluoridating it, adding all the toxic slag and sludge that we, we've talked about. Uh, it, to- there's not only that, uh, Chris, there's, there's arsenic, there's all sorts of strange chemicals, which they claim likely sources for, but that's, that's all they can uh, attribute that to. And, and there's even... Um, uh, radiological uh, elements uh, they they claim in parts per billion, but yet it's there. And uh, there's also lead in the water. And uh, you can uh, call them up, call up any any Pinellas or call up the Pinellas County Water Works, and they'll send you their own uh, fact sheet on it, and you can see it right there for yourself. Um, but they don't they, care. They, they don't they know. They find this acceptable, I guess. They don't. They don't care to find out the sources of of this the, these toxins. And yet, I thought it was a, the water was under such stringent controls. It sounds like something Al Qaeda would do to poison our water. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, after air, water is the next most important thing. And with all this um, extraneous elements that that they're pumping into it and, and letting be in it, at the very least, at, at the very least, they're letting this this be in there because their treatment facilities are not removing this from the water, but they're also adding uh, such nice things as fluoride, which from what I understand, when they talk about the fluoride that's in the water supply, it could mean uh, up to 130 different uh, chemicals of whatever type, and uh, all of that comes from the phosphate mines because it's a byproduct of phosphate mining. And um, I called up the Largo Waterworks a couple of months ago and asked them, and they admitted to me that the source of the fluoride for the water <laughs> in Largo, at least, uh, they would admit to, was industrial slag. That was their exact terminology. Hmm, sounds rather uh, unashamed admission. Uh, yeah, you know, it's amazing uh, what what you can find just by looking online or grabbing a, a CAFR report or, or even just calling these people up and talking with them. And... Um, uh, strangely enough, though, a lot of these accounts that I'm talking about, um, maybe not so much the water account, but the other ones that they hide, they've been removed uh, from the uh, the later CAFR reports because of 
Federal Accounting Procedure Number 32, which is a mystery to me still yet, which I hope to get some clarification on Saturday. But this is the kind of information I'm going to be laying out in a succinct manner in under three minutes to the Pinellas County Board of Commissioners. And if anyone who's listening goes to this meeting, I don't know if they've ever been to a meeting before, but this this should be something that should create quite a stir because this is a direct accusation of really outright theft of uh, and misappropriation of taxpayer money that I'm going to be making. And um, it would help if uh, the other good citizens of Pinellas County would not only back me up on this, but also add their own take on this and their own angles on this and, in effect, do a dog pile on the Pinellas County Board of Commissioners. And, uh, yeah, I, that's, that's, uh, I totally agree with you. And even if somebody doesn't know about the CAFR, if they haven't heard about it from someone like Alex Jones or Walter Burian, uh, who first exposed this, or they don't know, uh, they're not familiar with the CAFR1.org website, um, they can uh, contact, uh, can they contact you for you, Frank, to give them more information as to uh, how the CAFR works locally? Because you've done so much research on uh, and found somebody uh, also, I, I guess, that uh, has, has done so much research on the CAFR. And, uh, and also those who don't know a thing about it, as I was beginning to say, if they just show up, see the uh, com- county commissioners' reactions, be there as witnesses, and uh, and take note of just the dialogue, and uh, that should be just revealing by itself or quite telling, uh, considering your, your three minutes that you had uh, given me a, a little uh, example of. But um, wouldn't you uh, ask, uh, would you like people to contact you in the meantime before uh, this Tuesday or maybe well, certainly by, by they email? Can. How about if I give uh, my email address and they can email me directly and I can respond uh, to uh, point them in the right direction uh, if, if they don't get that direction uh, during the course of our conversation here. Yeah, they could, uh, if they want to contact me, they could, uh, I'll forward the email to you, I, su- I suppose, um, if they just want to do that. And uh, uh, at theliberationstation.com, they can go to the About Contact page and find my email there. Liberate, theliberationstation.com is the website, and go to the About Contact page. Or, Frank, your email, they can email you where? Oh, at uh, nuttwigger at yahoo.com, and you spell that N-U-T-T-W-I-G-G-E-R. At yahoo.com. At yahoo.com. Feel free to email me and, um, and look up that uh, documentary on the web. It's nine years old, but the information in it is very powerful and still current to this day. And um, look up uh, the U.S. Geological Survey's website uh, about the Floridan Aquifer. There's a lot of great information on there. And they talk about the hydrological cycle and how um, this has been going on for millions of years and will continue on for millions of years. And they say that the actual amount of water in the aquifer never really lessens or never really gains. It, it stays about the same and has been that way for millions of years. And uh, once again, this is one of the largest aquifers in the world. In other words, we got all the safest, 
highest quality water available right under our feet. And the uh, depth of the aquifer in Pinellas County, in the northern part, it's down to 3,000 feet. In mid-county, like Dunedin, Clearwater area, it's 32,000 feet. And down in the lower section of Pinellas County, it's 34,000 feet as you deep and as you uh, and thick. And as you get closer to the coast, there's some uh, salination that leaks in. But uh, there's uh, four primary wells in, in Pinellas County that have not been used since 1998. And um, there's many, many secondary wells, and I'm not sure if they're being tapped or not. But in my opinion, we need to go back to uh, supplying our own water through the Florida aquifer, which is the safest and highest quality water available. And I think we need to get a refund from Tampa Bay Water on the uh, uh, um, credit note that we gave them for the water rights for the next 29 years. And, and let's get our water rights back. That's what I'm thinking. I, I don't know so much about <laughs> selling our ownership or transferring ownership of the rights to the water supply to them, a, a one entity that has centralized and monopolized the water for the entire area. What has that got to be about? There must be something else nefarious uh, going on there besides the, the money factor. Uh, it just doesn't sound good to have the water supply centralized like that. I mean, Wasn't if I obvious? did worry about terrorists, uh, that would be one thing that I would worry about, is them getting to that one source of water and right. spoiling it for the entire Tampa Bay region, which we've got McDill here, which is uh, headquarters for CENTCOM, is it not? Right. It's a security threat. It's a risk. And it, it most certainly is. I mean, as far as the defense of this country goes, um, MacDill Air Force Base is a major hub of the wheel. That, at least, at least from that very angle, is is dangerous to have a uh, centralized water supply. You, right. If Just you've got a more the, diverse and spread out water supply, uh, then if there's any poisoning going on, it'll be localized to one or a few areas and not affecting the entire Tampa Bay region. That's ridiculous. Not to mention the soldiers support the troops, make sure that they're able to fight or be able to do whatever they need to do. But, uh, you know, just think about them going home to their residences. Uh, well, right. you know, Even drinking, base, guzzling that uh, fluoride. is able to uh, treat its own water or has its own water supply. A lot of those soldiers live off base and uh, spend the majority of their time off base, you know, two-thirds of their time. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, not a good thing, I think, in the eyes of many people if they're listening to this. And uh, as they continue to keep strangling us with these uh, increased rates, uh, you mentioned reclaimed water, uh, runoff water, rainwater, and that's something that my landlords are doing. Um, it's it's amazing how much water they collect from the from the uh, from their roof and go around watering their plants. Uh, now they just put some some fish in there to uh, help eat the algae. Some uh, like a certain kind of catfish that that eats the algae. I'm trying to. I'm drawing a blank on the that's, name. That's one method. Uh, another method would be um, to uh, float a little vegetable oil on top of the water, which doesn't harm your plants at all when you water them. And, uh, you, you know, these even 55-gallon uh, garbage uh, pails fill up rather quickly <laughs> from the rainwater. I mean, it, we, we've got tons of we got water all around us. 
and and they're making us pay through the nose. And next year, there's going to be another 7% increase. The year after that, they want it to be 11% increase. And then the year after that, according to their own website on Pinellas County, it's going to go down to a 3% increase, just 3% two, two or three years from now. Oh, that's so gracious of them. Oh, I know. They're, they're so nice yeah. to cut it down for us. That, that should give us a little relief. But until then, we're, <laughs> well, even, even then, it's just going to be. Now, you know, this, this rate increase, by my calculations, they say it's going to be, on average, an extra $4 and something uh, per month. Uh, per household, but the way I figure it, it's an extra $7 per month. So you times that by 12, and then you add next year's increase to that and next year's increase to that, and and you get to how this is going to be costing us quite a lot of money, biting into our grocery bills, biting into our our fund money. And for a lot of people, this is cutting into their living expenses. Yep, no living exactly. Uh, well, well, Frank. Again, um, your your email address is nutwigger at yahoo dot com. That's n u t t w i g g e r at yahoo dot com. And uh, and yeah, nutwigger, <laughs> nutwigger. Nut I gotcha. Like I eat and, nuts and twigs because I'm uh, such a healthy guy. Oh, okay, grape nuts, which has neither nuts nor grapes, but <laughs> try to stay healthy if they tell us to. <laughs> well, uh, so if they if they want to contact you and if you want to uh, help brief somebody who'd like to join, uh, join us this Tuesday at the Clearwater uh, Courthouse uh, at 9 o'clock uh, in downtown Clearwater. 9.30 a.m., but I, I suggest getting there early if you want to speak. Uh, you have to go to the the desk and uh, ask directions on um, how to get a hold of one of those three by five index cards where you fill out your information, and then supposedly they give you three minutes. And of course, the board of commissioners are sitting up there behind their huge um, uh, palisade desk, uh, looking like gods. But uh, they're not going to be looking too godly, uh, at least after I get done, because um, the information I'm going to lay on them is going to be something that they know about that they don't even talk about and all these other problems that they have about increasing the millage rate and about uh, talking about taking the money out of the rainy day fund or lessening that for the year to help pay for things all this is just lip service they're all playing a game they all know where the money's going they're just playing dumb and acting like they care about us but they really don't all of them are guilty and i'm going to charge them as such being a uh, citizen of pinellas county which if you look at their own government flowchart on uh, the uh, chain of command, the citizens sit above the entire Pinellas County Board of Commissioners and everything else that they control. So, so we preside uh, over them. They're the bosses, and we got the power. Yeah, we preside over them. Hopefully the truth will preside, and eventually will. But these these folks who think that they uh, are going to just keep deceiving us for uh, in perpetuity, it isn't going to happen because people are waking up to things like uh, the CAFR and uh, other ways that our, our wealth is hemorrhaging out from our pocketbook. And uh, the CAFR is one of those big ways. Of course, there's the Federal Reserve. That's another way. The, yeah, the, the, the Federal Reserve is the national level uh, uh, hemorrhaging. And then the, the CAFR reports are the local. And um, uh, it, it would really weaken the Federal Reserve if we attacked it at the local level and, and yeah. worked our way up to the top. And apparently... Um, 
uh, HR twelve oh seven has uh, two hundred and ninety two sponsors, and it's going to be it's going to be on the floor of the house tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, exactly right. So um, yeah, we're we're just about to talk that uh, talk about that Congress to hold hearings on Federal Reserve Transparency Act. Uh, but um, yeah, we'll get into that in just a moment here, Frank. And if you want to feel free uh, to call back on this uh, on this or any other topics, I just. Uh, I just need to take uh, one call here from uh, Dan Tucker, who's the Campaign for Liberty uh, Oh, excellent. Okay, Chris, you take it easy, and I'll talk to you soon, uh, maybe later on or or very soon, either way. Well, sure thing, Frank. Yeah, call in any time. Okay, Chris, take it easy. And uh, do we have Dan Tucker on the line? Uh, Well, how are you doing? Hi, Dan. Great. Thanks for calling. Yeah, and in this we have Dan uh, Tucker on the line with us, the uh, Ron Paul Campaign for Liberty St. Petersburg Meetup uh, Organizer. Is that Do I got that, uh, have your title right? Yeah, that's right, that's right whatever the yeah. title is. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just care about getting the work done, Dan. Right, it's all about getting the work done and getting people activated and getting people involved in their local community as well as the federal, federal levels. Uh, there's a number of groups, uh, it's not just the Campaign for Liberty, but a number of groups have joined together with this uh, H.R. 1207 and S604, which is the the uh, Senate version of the transparency of the Federal Reserve and auditing mm-hmm. the Federal Reserve. Um, I hear a lot of guessing and a lot of uh, speculation, but we would like to see an actual audit. Uh, of the entire Federal Reserve from top to bottom and see if there is a second set of books and see if our tax money and the dollars that we have in our back pocket are going to foreign banks as well as private entities. Right. Uh, One of the biggest things that Bernanke has said is that he would allow the the, auditing of the Federal Reserve, but he wouldn't want to give up the policy making. Well, the policy is is uh, determines who is going to profit and who is going to lose. And basically, it's they profit and we lose. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, if they... you can have member banks, okay, member banks of the Federal Reserve, right. get 0% interest rates, and then loan you money, at 18% interest rates, who's making the money? You know? Well, who's stealing the wealth? Yeah, That's who's stealing the wealth is basically it. Mm-hmm. And when they can double the amount of money uh, in existence, it's the same as the stock split. Uh, when you buy a stock, let's say you pay $100 for a stock, it doesn't matter what kind of stock, but any stock. And let's say that the going price when you buy it is $100, and it raises up to about $180 over time. And uh, the company says, well, we're going to do a stock split. And what they do is they pull in your stock, which is now considered worthless, and they give you two stocks for your one stock. So basically what they've done is they cut the value of each individual stock in half. So now each stock, basically, they go up in price when they do a stock split. Each stock is still worth $100 now, but you have two of them. And what the Federal Reserve is doing is they're giving you one stock, and they're keeping the other one. So that's where your wealth is going. They keep splitting your stocks without giving you the full value 
of your money. And they're basically manipulating the markets that way? They, they manipulate most of the markets. And a lot of people will say, well, then you need to get into commodities if they're manipulating the stock market that way, get into commodities. But uh, very few people realize that they're controlling the commodities also. They control the value of gold basically by dumping gold on the market or pulling gold out of the market because they're dealing with trillions of dollars. Mm. Yeah, and I remember Ron Paul questioned uh, in the Fed hearings Bernanke about uh, if they whether they look at, uh, or it wasn't the Fed hearings, it was a few months before that, and uh, he was asking Bernanke, what do, do they look when they're making their policies, do they look at the gold market? And, and he did, Bernanke did admit that they do, so uh, Ron Paul seems to think that once uh, the Federal Reserve is audited that, that uh, manipulation of the COMEX gold markets would would reveal that manipulation and, and several other markets being manipulated. So, Well, a- it's obviously manipulated because they said that there's three people in London that determine what the market is going to be at the beginning of every day. So who are those three people? Yeah. Well, are they the, the same people that interviewed uh, Obama? That's that a trade McCain, secret. It's a trade that interviewed secret. interviewed Charlie Crist? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's the script. Those who are given the scripts to read, those those talking heads. Now, um, now we have an event uh, that uh, the the uh, Saint Petersburg and the Clearwater Campaign for Liberties uh, announced uh, is taking place October third at the Dunedin Causeway. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that, Dan? Well, that's basically just to get together after the the summer. Uh, everybody's gone separate ways during the summertime uh, in many instances. And uh, we're, we'll get together. It's not. It's the Clearwater Campaign for Liberty, the St. Pete Campaign for Liberty, and the Tampa Campaign for Liberty. And once in a while, the Sarasota Campaign for Liberty will come up also. So there's uh, a number of different groups. But, and we meet together because it's like-minded people that that are meeting over a lot of specific items and uh, to talk over to see what is happening at the present time, both nationally and locally, uh, what congressional races are coming up, senatorial races that are coming up. Uh, we discuss who we're going to be supporting and who are we not going to be supporting, uh, which it goes both ways. Right. Uh, as you know, that the Campaign for Liberty is a, a very conservative, we're a conservative group. Um, we do have a, a great deal of agreement with other conservative groups, um, but maybe not in every aspect. Um, for example, that are, that are real, that are close, would be like there's a lot of crossovers between us and some of the 912 groups or right. uh, 912 project groups or the. Uh, Christian coalition groups, and basically because they have a lot of the same beliefs and desires that that we aim for, uh, we aim to change legislation, and they may be looking for specific candidates, and we may support their candidates. 
You mean true conservatives, unlike somebody like Newt Gingrich, who uh, you know, was, in, was uh, <laughs> executed the contract on America and, and then later on comes out and says that uh, this is about a couple years ago. He said that maybe more events like 9-11 should have been allowed to slip through as a reminder of how we we're being kept safe by the federal government. So, uh, you know, we get an idea of of true conservatives versus uh, these these fake uh, the sellouts. Conservatives, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, that's one of the reasons why there's so many Republicans, and I have to be a Republican, or libertarians, or constitutionalists that are upset today is because we have put our full faith in a number of individuals, and then we find out that they're candidates for themselves and for their own profit, and they're not supporting, or they're not, uh, they're not supporting the Constitution or the people that live under it, of uh, the American people. Uh, one of the items I heard today was that they believe that there was a deal between Chris Dodd and and Fannie Mae and the Federal Reserve for supplying funding of U.S. tax dollars for illegal aliens to buy homes. I said, if that comes out as the truth, then there'll be a number of people very, very upset that that's where my hard-earned money and my labor is going. And that's why we created the United States, was to control our labor. And our dollar is our labor. Mm -hmm. So every hour you work and every time you buy something, just figure out how many minutes it took you to work to buy it, or how many hours, or how many days, or how many weeks. Just how much scratch is that scratch? <laughs> right, because it's not money, it's labor that you're spending. Exactly. It you know, the dollar is a, a unit of measurement, so there's really no way it could actually, cr a unit of measurement could crash. Like, it's like saying the inch is crashing, but it's the Federal Reserve node and their, their currency and credit that's crashing. So uh, that's that's the distinction because uh, we're not using lawful money. Uh, we just have a couple minutes left in this segment, Dan, and uh, I would want to ask you about the uh, the uh, circumstances of uh, what ha what unfolded on this past uh, September twelfth, uh, trying to get some some uh, petitions signed for Senators Lemieux and Nelson to ask them to. Um, ask them to uh, look at H.R. 1207 to audit the Fed independently? Well, actually, we, we had petitions for S604, which is the Senate version. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason why we're pushing the Senate version is because, as we said, the, uh, the uh, Barney Frank is almost required now at this point to send uh, 1207 to the floor, and it hits the floor tomorrow morning. And uh, we were asking C-SPAN to cover that to find to see the discussions on the floor when it hits because it already has over a two-thirds majority so it should be an exception to rules in other mm -hmm. words it should pass through without any change of verbiage to the audit the federal reserve that's wonderful act because of their over the 290 co-sponsor limit that's great we'll uh we'll be right back to you dan you're listening to the liberation station dot uh the liberation station radio show the website is the liberationstation.com i'm your host chris steiner and we'll be right back WTOP 
WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa, St. Petersburg, WDCF, Dade City, Zephyr Hills, and Wesley Chapel, and KLRG, Sheridan, Little Rock, Arkansas. CNN Radio, I'm Paul Chambers. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is in the hospital tonight. More on what happened from CNN's Bill Mears at the High Court in Washington. Justice Ginsburg was taken to a Washington hospital Thursday evening after feeling ill in her chambers. She'd been given an IV infusion earlier in the day to treat an ongoing iron deficiency in her blood. Ginsburg soon after complained of lightheadedness and fatigue. No word on her condition. The 76-year-old justice has been diagnosed and treated for pancreatic cancer earlier in the year, but the court has set a complete evaluation in July, found her in normal health, except for the iron anemia. Bill Muir, CNN, at the Supreme Court. Terror charges are upgraded against Najibullah Zazi to include plotting to set off weapons of mass destruction. The Afghan national is accused of planning to make bombs from household chemicals. Authorities say he made several recent purchases from beauty supply stores in suburban Denver. He reportedly told workers that he had a lot of girlfriends. At the G20 summit in Pittsburgh, Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner is vowing not to let world leaders forget that international banking reforms must happen now. The basic imperative led the president to move very early to propose reform, which was that, again, if you wait, the risk is that it'll be harder to act. World leaders are huddled in Pennsylvania to discuss the ongoing global recession. President Obama told leaders today that the spread of nuclear weapons must be countered. Although we averted a nuclear nightmare during the Cold War, we now face proliferation of a scope and complexity that demands new strategies and new approaches. The president led a rare meeting of the heads of state of the U.N. Security Council nations. While addressing the U.N. General Assembly, Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez says the smell of former President Bush is gone. It doesn't smell of sulfur here anymore. It doesn't smell of sulfur. Several years ago, Chavez told the U.N. that Bush was the devil. This is CNN Radio. This is Downtown Dave. How would you like to be able to promote yourself, your business, or someone else's business for less than the cost of one 60-second commercial on many Tampa Bay radio stations? Here's the deal. You can have your own one-hour radio program on the Tan Talk Network for less than the cost of one 60-second announcement on many Tampa Bay stations. Your program will be on two Tampa Bay radio stations and will cover 4 million people in Florida, plus worldwide on the Internet in both audio and video. And you'll have a web link for your business on the Tantalk 1340 website. We provide the producer, the state-of-the-art equipment, free production of commercials, and much more. Check it out today. Call Lola O'Brien, the Irish Hawaiian, at 727-510-7622. That's 510-7622. Call Lola O'Brien now, 727-510-7622. Call now, and your one-hour radio program can start tomorrow. Call 510-7622 for Lola O'Brien, the Irish Hawaiian, at the Tantalk Radio Network. The Rays on the radio. This is the Rays Report with Rich Herrera. The Rays finished up the mini two-game set with the Seattle Mariners on Wednesday night. The Mariners jumped out to a 4-0 lead, but here come the Rays, led by Akinori Iwamura. There's a swing and a high drive into right center field. Going back is Gutierrez. Back of the Ray tank. He's back of the wall. And it is off the wall and in play. Crawford scores. Zobra scores. Aki to third with a two-run triple. Aki triples in two runs. 
B.J. Effin adds three RBI in this amazing catch to end the ball game. Swinging a fly ball straight away center field and deep. Upton is back to the wall, and he jumps up and makes the catch off the top of the wall. And the Rays go on to win 5-4. Today's an off day. The Rays getting to work on Friday down in the Lone Star State. You'll hear it all right here on the Rays Baseball Network. Catch the Rays all season long on the Rays Radio Network. For tickets, log on to RaysBaseball.com. Rays Baseball on WDCF 1350. Eagle Tires. 3816 North Nebraska and Tampa is now open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every day. Eagle Tires has used steel radial tires from $20. Eagle Tires new radials are the lowest priced in Tampa Bay, period. If you need tires, save big at Eagle Tires, 3816 North Nebraska in Tampa, open 24 hours a day. Call Eagle Tires at 813-221-7675. Also visit Eagle Tires' new location in Pinellas County at 3179 East 22nd Avenue in St. Petersburg. Call the Eagle Tire Pinellas location at 727-348-8291. No one beats the prices at Eagle Tires, 3816 North Nebraska in Tampa and 3179 East 22nd Avenue, St. Pete. Used radials from $20 at both Eagle Tires locations, Tampa and St. Petersburg. This is Wayne Walton with the RedPillRadio.com. Our constitutional republic is under attack by globalist central bankers. During the Katrina tragedy, U.S. citizens were subjected to a gun roundup and a blockade of New Orleans. Unalienable rights given by God were suspended by the globalist George Bush. Oath Keepers is an association of currently serving military veterans and peace officers who will fulfill their oath to the Constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic. Go to OathKeepers.org to reaffirm your oath to the Constitution, not to tyrants. The Federal Reserve is the private banking cartel, which is in charge of the U.S. monetary system. Listen to Thomas Jefferson as he gives a warning of what this institution will give to the United States of America. If the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency, first by inflation, then by deflation, the banks, which grow up and around them, will deprive the people of all of their property until their children wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. Listen weekdays 9 to 10 for more details. Welcome back to the Liberation Station radio show. I'm your host, Chris Steiner. 
manning the station here for you as a as a concerned citizen and also getting a little bit of my own therapy at the same time being able to vent every week i appreciate you joining us you can reach us in pinellas county at 727-441-3000 727-441-3000 toll free 866-826-1340 that's 866-10-1340 the Alltel free call for Alltel cellular customers is star 1340. And again, the website is theliberationstation.com. You can uh, check it out within two hours of the show. I'll try to have the, the uh, archives up if you'd like to listen to the show once more and pass it on to your friends. We have joining us uh, Dan Tucker on the line, who is the organizer for the St. Petersburg Ron Paul Campaign for Liberty. Dan, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thanks for joining us again. And uh, and we were start, starting to talk a little bit about uh, 912 in the last hour, the 912, uh, the 912 meeting that was uh, set up also on meetup.com over in Largo. It was a, a huge turnout. And, uh, and Dan, um, what happened there, it was pretty surprising to me to see, to uh, approach you uh, as you were standing there. Um, and uh, with your with your petitions, uh, can you tell us what happened that day when you were you were trying when you were just standing there, uh, allowing people to uh, other people as well to approach you with uh, w- with your petitions and what kind of uh, petition were these again? Uh, well, the petitions I'll have to back up a little bit, but the mm-hmm. petitions were for S six hundred four, which is the Senate version of the Audit the Federal Reserve, since even though it will pass through Congress. Um, almost automatically that it still has to pass through the Senate before it can happen. Uh, so we're supporting the S-604, the Senate version, and asking for people to sign petitions to go to our senators, Senator Nelson and Lemieux, uh, Senator Lemieux, which is our new senator that Charlie Crist is just, as the governor, has just assigned uh, to, uh, to be our senator and has just taken office. So we were probably the first petitions he would have received uh, since they were arriving within one week of him taking office. Um, to back up just a little bit, uh, that I am a member of the 912 group, uh, not a leader of their group, just a member, just like everyone else, other than uh, the people in their leadership council. And as a uh, Campaign for Liberty organizer, I would send them information on a continuous basis just because I had different access to information so I would share it with them and let them distribute it if they wanted to or if they didn't want to. Uh, One of the items was that I had uh, contacted them before the event and I asked them if it was okay to get petition signed and I received no response. So I went ahead and brought a couple hundred petitions for each one of the senators. And uh, as I was in there, they uh, they had approached me and said, we can't have you going around asking people to read and sign your petitions, which I hadn't gotten any petitions signed yet. They, they were just sitting in the box and people were coming up asking me about them. And I said, well, this is how you get active in your community. And that is to actually go out and do something that is productive. Uh, like getting petitions signed, 
Mm-hmm. It's just not waving signs at people passing by in cars. You know, they may get the idea that you're upset, but let's actually accomplish something. And that was one of the issues that I had with 912, is that it seems in some of the groups that they have a tendency to, to uh, perform a herding operation, uh, H-E-R-D-I-N-G, like herding a group of buffalo yeah. and, Corral. Or, or cattle, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, they have a lot of energy, and they have a lot of dedicated people that just need to have a little direction. And I said, you know, you guys could accomplish a lot if you gave them a positive direction to go in. And one of those positive directions is to get legislation pushed through to let their congressmen, senators, whether it's local or national, to get legislation pushed through. And how do you do that? You let them know what legislation you want to go through and which ones you support and which ones you, you're against. Well, obviously, most of the people that are in the 912-4 and Campaign for Liberty are against a national takeover of the healthcare industry. Um, that At the present time, we have a pseudo-socialist healthcare which is completely controlled and monopolized by a few companies. Well, absolutely. And, which, and, and, and let me break in here, Dan. It's just amazing to, to break up the left-right paradigm to let people know that this just happened uh, this past uh, uh, two weeks ago. Um, uh, let's see, it was just uh, two Fridays ago. Uh, that uh, within two hours after Nancy Pelosi had uh, acknowledged that uh, she and Harry Reid said that there were non, there were no non-negotiable principles uh, that they were, which meant that they were not going to um, push for their insist on their single payer as they said they would. And of course, Obama said they said he would. He got elected that way. And uh, I don't agree with a single payer, but that's what they uh, promised. And, and that's what's got so many so many people upset that they've that principle is now negotiable. Admittedly, within two hours of the announcement being made, uh, Nancy Pelosi had a fundraiser announced for her being thrown for her uh, by United Healthcare, health and one of the largest health insurance companies. And uh, there's so many examples of them in bed with uh, these health insurance companies that uh, they just want to say that their idea, the, 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 their idea of reform is just mandating health insurance for everybody rather than reforming any of any kind whatsoever. So, uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to throw that in there about about the uh, the health insurance companies. But but please continue about <laughs> that is funny because Hillary's been on the take for over a million dollars a year since the mid 80s, since her husband was president by the health care, by the HMOs. So it just it fits. You know, I mean, the story just fits that uh, that Nancy Pelosi would would uh, would would do the same thing, you know, say one thing to her constituents and then completely perform something completely opposite. And I I have to agree with a lot of the people who say that we just need to fire them all. I mean, just fire them all. There's there's a few that are good that are that are up there that are honest individuals, but there's so few. It's amazing how few there are. You can count them on two hands. Right, you can count them on both hands. Don't even have to take your shoes off to count them. Right. <laughs> so I have to to agree with that uh, a great deal. But in the the state of Florida, though, 
we have uh, there's a senator uh, Kerry Baker has introduced three pieces of legislation, and he has a couple of uh, state representatives that have also submitted the same legislation that we're also supporting, and I don't know if any of the 912s are even supporting them. And those are, one was the Health Care Freedom Act in the state of, for the state of Florida, and that basically states that any person or company who desires not to participate in a national health care uh, can opt out of it without being penalized in any fashion, form, or method, as long as they're in the state of Florida. So what that is, it goes along with the Tenth Amendment memorial that they have submitted, which also states that the federal government have, has expanded beyond their bounds, beyond the Constitution, and that uh, we're telling them to get back in line that the states have created the federal government, and it's not that the federal government has created the states, that they're independent and sovereign states. Uh, and that they're they're holding that their own rights and that the state's rights are still uh, upheld uh, throughout you know through uh, throughout the nation, not just Florida, but the ones that we have are specifically for Florida. And at the present time, there's 24 states that have, have already submitted the Tenth Amendment memorials and different methods uh, following that same line. At the same time, they have submitted also the Firearms Freedom Act. And the Firearms Freedom Act is the same as the Montana Firearms Act, but it's for Florida. Uh, any manufacturer of weapons or ammunition in the state of Florida that is sold to Floridians for use in Florida does not have to comply with any federal regulations because the, the federal government uh, task is to assist in commerce between states, not the commerce within a state, and that the individual state is a sovereign state, and they, they will control their own commerce. Great. So there's three acts there right in a row that, that we're supporting, and the federal acts, of course, is out of the Federal Reserve on both the, the uh, congressional level, H.R. 1207, and the Senate level, S-604. And you're so, trying to get petitions signed for uh, to convince, persuade uh, Senators Lemieux and Nelson to to pass. Uh, was it S six zero four or H R twelve zero seven? S six zero four. S six zero four. They're both senators. It'd be the Senate bills. And what I was approached, like I said, it was like they did not want me to get anything signed or anything political to occur. That they just wanted to watch Glenn Beck. I go. Wow, you know, watching somebody on TV is nice, but what does that accomplish? You know, let's try to accomplish something. Don't distract people from his piety now. That might uh, persuade them otherwise. Gosh, well, and they were saying that we don't want anything political. Well, there's a a lady out in in, uh, Colorado. Her name is uh, Dewey Kidd. Dewey Kidd. Uh, D-E-W-Y-K-I-D-D. Yeah, she was an IRS. Yes, yeah, right. wasn't she a former IRS agent who woke up and uh, exposed a lot of other people to the fraud right. of the IRS? She writes a lot of good articles, and if they just take the time to read one or two of her articles, uh, she puts a lot of common sense into her articles, and she points 
uh, uh, different uh, different aspects of what is occurring. Yeah, she's great. She's at uh, Devy.com, D-E-V-V-Y. Oh, D-E-V-V, okay. Davy. Davy oh, Kid. Yeah, you yeah. got it right. Yeah, but just so yeah. people know how to pronounce, how to spell it, it has two V's. That's D E V V Y dot com for the general right. listening audience to access Davy Kid's uh, writings. Right. So uh, we, in other words, other than the Manusas Institute, which I always pronounce wrong, of which Mises. you can see on the Campaign for Liberty website, the National Campaign for Liberty website. Right. They have a lot of good articles and a. Uh, a lot of educational material that is all free to to read through, um, and I I don't disagree with watching uh, with watching Glenn Beck because he he brings out a lot of good information and a lot of new information, but there's just so much information out there. there there's multiple sources of information other than you know just one location, um, and like one like his last week or whatever, when he was exposing the uh, Acorn Group. And I agree with that. He should expose them. I mean, they are under investigation in the state of Florida for for uh, voter fraud. Um, but we do need to have our votes counted in public, you know, not by a machine. We need mm-hmm. to have them counted in public. Paper ballots Otherwise, is for. it's just like Stalin said. And his great quote was, you know, as as the leader of the Communist Party of Russia, his great quote was, he goes, I don't care who you vote for, as long as I get to count them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you exactly. know? And that's the same thing that's going on in Florida and has gone on for quite a while. And we put up with it. It just uh, it astounds me. And now the people think that we have a black president. That's proof that there's no more election fraud. And uh, it's it's just rampant, the, the companies that will... Uh, like Sierra, or uh, I'll have to get into that some other show. Or blackboxvoting.org is a great website exposing that. Blackboxvoting.org that just basically leads back to the fact that we need to have hand counted ballots that we can double check if we ever need to. And rather than uh, avoiding a, a crisis in leadership or a coup. <laughs> and uh, but uh, getting back to nine uh, twelve, what happened on it? Nine twelve. Now this was at a at a bar in Largo, and it was a rather large crowd. A lot of Big screen TVs I would say around. 200, 300 people, something mm-hmm. like that. Right, I, right. I'd agree and with that. Um, what I did was I just set my petitions on a single table in the middle. It was not a table that had chairs. It was just a stand-up table. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just set them down, and I just opened up the box and just let them sit there. And people started coming up and asking me about them. And I said, well, I can get all my petitions signed, not even moving three feet, because these people want to be... Um, activated. They want to be involved. And I don't have to go find them. They will find me. So since the bar owner and the organizers did not want me to go around and ask people to sign them or read them, uh, in fact, when they came up, I asked them if they'd like to read it. I didn't ask them to sign it. And after they read it, they said, I would like to sign this, you know. So, like I said, they are motivated individuals. You know, and if they had just a little bit of direction, they could be a real positive force in our society. And a lot of times that's what it takes is the the local leaderships. And I would have to say that the local leadership uh, 
you know, would like to go probably would would go something positive uh, or in a positive direction if they maybe had if they get the experience and uh, trying to accomplish positive or get positive results. Yeah, you have that many people, and they showed up on such a rainy day, even, and uh, the the pre party, you might call it, the the protests that uh, took place in Tampa, and then the the uh, following event was at the bar that we yeah, went to. Yeah, it wasn't a protest before that. It was uh, honoring the, the people uh, of service. Right. It was exactly. honoring the firemen and the policemen and the and the military. It was not a protest at all. So you know, mm-hmm. let's let's make sure we keep that clear that it was an honor of the people who serve us and protect us. Absolutely. But I, I did see some Gadsden flags there, which uh, was was quite encouraging and refreshing. And and, and these people, just like you, uh, going having boxes of petitions, uh, if they're offered a flag, a clip-on plastic flag with a don't tread on me Gadsden flag um, for their car, and uh, even if it's a, a bit of promotional material, they'll accept it because they love it. They'll come right over to you like they did you, and they'll they'll ask you for it because they see you're an active person who's pursuing something. And, you know, like you say, they're hungry for it. But the, the organizer that, uh, I, I, who I believe is the organizer from seeing him and and taping him, uh, after this incident, um, asking for money for the organization to be put in this big red bucket that uh, he had a seven-year-old come up and unashamedly, (laughs) I guess, try to put, just to kind of, it's stuck in my craw that, that he did this, he he goes and petitions for money, but first he tells you that we're just here to have fun today. We're he's trying to stop you from. He says you're going around. This these are the words that I heard him say, and uh, and he he's he he seemed to be a little bit uh, fearful. I think that he might have been videotaped at the point that uh, you know he was at the point that he he said that uh, we're just here to have fun and you can go to a uh you can go to the flea market for ten dollars and get your own booth there and he kept repeating that just it, it just seemed like he was talking down to you and down to us because i was half paying attention he was trying to maintain eye contact with me so it just it got me a little bit frustrated to where i i said well you know for a hundred uh for so many you know um, so much amount of money so many dollars you can go down you know since you brought up the dollar issue for so many amount of dollars you can go down and, and get yourself a radio show and at the, and I told him about this particular one. At which point he said, "Okay, you're just going to keep doing it." And he walks away finally, luckily. So, but you handled yourself great, Dan, and and you just didn't. Well, I don't have any problem with him wanting to make money off of you know, or to create or to collect money because he's not using taxpayer dollars. So I have no problem with him uh, wanting to increase the funds of his meetup group. Um, I can tell you that we've never asked for money in our meetup group. So I was, you know, kind of, I was surprised that, you know, that uh, other than paying $5 to walk in the door, that they're asking for donations uh, besides that. And I, and I said, well, that, you know, I, as an entrepreneur, I understand that you, you're there to, to earn a living. And I appreciate that you're there to earn a living and that you're giving us a facility to, uh, facilitate maybe a positive action. So, and I'm a, 
uh, I guess an RLC, which is a, I'm in the Republican Liberty Caucus. So I guess I'm a libertarian thinking Republican. So I'm all for profit. You know? Oh, absolutely. There's no problem with keeping, I have no problem with anybody keeping their organization and growing it. But uh, you didn't catch this this incident where in the back room he was uh, where he was asking for money. And then he brought up this this young girl who was probably around seven years old. And right. and everybody laughed at the how silly she acted. It was totally unscripted. She just uh, went up there for about five seconds to ask for money her on. I guess on her own behalf for her own self. Uh, I don't. I didn't understand. I should. I should have recorded that. It just got too silly at that point. But, uh, but before that, the the incident that going back one more time is that uh, the incident where he was trying to persuade us to or persuade you to to stop signing, uh, getting petitions signed, and and I was wandering around. Uh, but uh, you know, I wandered up to see this this uh, discussion going on, and and there was a lady that you had who and who was a. A nine twelve attendee, and she was asking, "Isn't this America? Can I sign this? Am I allowed to sign this?" And and even the uh, who I, uh, the lady who I believe was the co organizer because she later was up on stage uh, was also pestering this this guy to just lay off you to to let you sign what you you know, let people sign the the federal anti-federal reserve petitions and uh, and this coordinator said i'm just as anti-federal reserve as you are i'd like to see it abolished too and i i asked him when would you like to see it abolished would yesterday today tomorrow and uh luckily he chose to the multiple choice answer tomorrow and then uh, he, he he seemed to be a little bit trapped and that's when he get in one into the uh and the idea of getting a a booth at the flea market so this this fellow just it didn't seem like he was going to lay off, but it's a good thing that that uh, there were a few of us there. And uh, oh, well, I think you've dealt with me long enough to know that I'm bold enough not to be intimidated by anyone. No, you certainly. Yeah, I I have no problem talking to our senators and our congressmen, or going to D.C. and seeing them face to face, and or seeing them face to face here, and discussing our issues with them. And I'm just a citizen, just like anyone else. But one of the things that you realize is that they work for us, you know, and I want my money's worth. And I figure I pay a lot of taxes. And I expect them to to uh, represent me and to represent the American people, not just specific interests of individuals, because we're all should be represented. And yes. that's why, if you know, uh, I just never back down. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a patrolman, a sheriff, or a congressman, or a senator. Um, I'll ask them the questions right up front. You know, I've had 30 minutes, 45 minute conversations with presidential candidates, and I get it right to the point. I, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Uh, I'd like to know that they're representing me. Now, like myself, I would probably, I would never, never consider running for office because they have to have a very thick skin to put up with me, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And there's a lot of me out here, you know, and I don't know if I'd have as thick a skin as they have, as the ones who are actually in office right now. Yeah, they just have to be so power hungry. So many of them, I think, to be able to grab, hold on to power by, by their, uh, by their bare knuckles.
but you're out there. I appreciate you, Dan, going out and telling them what you think. You're making sure these these officials are representing us as uh, as they claim to be, making sure that uh, they they just do what they say they're going to do, basically. And and um, and Dan, how can uh, people get in touch with you or the the uh, the St. Pete's um, Campaign for Liberty meetup? Uh, well, if you go to the meetup.com, and uh, all you have to do is just put in Campaign for Liberty. Or you can put in Ron Paul. It will show all the local Ron Paul or Campaign for Liberty sites uh, on the meetup group. Now, if you just go to our front page, we will also have a URL that you can click on to go to the National Campaign for Liberty site. And the National Campaign for Liberty site is the one that has all the educational and um, videos, articles, and items like that on it, and it's uh, free to join up if you'd like to join up to it, uh, or if you want to be uh, in the, uh, let's say, precinct level, you know, uh, take care of your own small uh, area that you live in, uh, that you can uh, join up to that group, for, to the upper level group, for I think $35 a year, which is you know they give they send you get discounts and things like that also if you're in that group um, there is a store on there of course because um, they have to they have to collect money to exist also um, oh you don't need to give excuses I mean <laughs> it's, it's good and they propaganda. don't use any tax dollars either <laughs> no you don't it's not by extortion right there's there's no tax dollars being expended like in Acorn or whatever. You know, we're not asking for subsidies from from any level of government. It's uh, individuals, and it's uh, an entire organization of individuals. And I would say that on the on the most part, we think quite a bit alike. And although, like I tell everyone, I said you won't find a candidate that you agree with a hundred percent. In fact, I don't think I've found one that I agree with more than eighty five percent of the time. And I even have a difficulty agreeing with myself 85% of the time. <laughs> because when I hear an argument from someone else, you know, or uh, uh, someone who disagrees on a certain point, I have a tendency to listen to them. And sometimes I say, well, I think I want to take your side of it. And uh, uh, instead of holding on to, to my side of the argument, you know, and I think it takes people with an open mind a lot of times to say, you know, you make more sense than, than I do. And I have to agree with uh, the way that you're leaning, you know. So, hey, I don't, and, I don't think that any, takes all kinds of individuals. Right. I, I don't even think any any two given saints would agree on everything. So uh, you're not right. beholden to any particular, any particular stance once you're given the, the facts, because uh, you're, when you're enlightened, you're with more information you just uh it seems like you're the type of guy who'll just go right after uh pursuing whether that information is true or not and and uh, you've done a great job dan and um organizing and and petitioning our representatives and uh, i hope you come back and join us again uh we did uh we did deliver the petitions to uh oh, yeah. La- lemieux's new office which is up at the usf campus in tampa and at um nelson's uh senator nelson's office which is in the federal building downtown, uh, downtown Tampa. And how'd that go? Um, it went very well at both locations because um, 
uh, first off, the people that are there are there to serve us, you know. So they're they're usually very friendly with yeah. any constituent that comes in. Um, and we gave each one of them, I gave each one of them Ron Paul's new book uh, and uh, the Federal Reserve. And uh, I also gave them a copy, each one of them, a copy of the Constitution and asked them to read it in their mm. spare time. Oh, leaving them no excuses, huh? All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, wonderful. Well, thanks, Dan, for joining us, and I uh, hope you have a great night. Okay. Thanks for having me on. Sure thing. Anytime. Take care. And we're going to get back into the uh, the G20 meetings in just a moment here. Um, we'll get we'll first uh, explain a little bit more on what's happening with HR 1207. If you'd like to reach us, you can call in in Pinellas County at 727-441-3000. Toll-free, 866-826-1340. That's 866-TAN-1340. And an, a free call for all telecellular phone customers is star-1340. The website is theliberationstation.com. That's www.theliberationstation.com. And uh, this is the article from Campaign for Liberty entitled, Congress to Hold Hearings on Federal Reserve Transparency Act. Dated today, tomorrow, the House Financial Services Committee will hold a hearing on bringing more transparency to the Federal Reserve. This comes after mounting support of a bill meant to shed light on the closely guarded operations of the institution responsible for the United States monetary policy. Earlier this month, hundreds of thousands of petitions were delivered to lawmakers' offices urging them to co-sponsor S-604, the Federal Reserve Sunshine Act. The Senate version of the Federal Reserve Transparency Act, H.R. 1207, introduced by Congressman Ron Paul, which is now sponsored by over two-thirds of the House of Representatives. Quote, while the Fed has partnered with Congress, the President and the Treasury Department to put us on the book for almost $13 trillion in bailouts and loans. It has refused to release the details about which institutions are receiving our money, end quote, says John Tate, President of Campaign for Liberty. Quote, the Fed is one of Washington's most secretive institutions, and it has successfully dodged attempts time and time again that would have required greater transparency, end quote. Congressional hearings on the Fed's transparency are seen as a significant victory for the Audit the Fed movement throughout its uh, th victory for the Audit the Fed movement. Throughout its nearly 100-year existence, the Federal Reserve's monetary practices have never been seriously scrutinized. Among those expected to testify at Friday's hearings, hearing is Thomas E. Woods, Ph.D., author of a book on the reasons for the recent financial collapse, as well as several other books on American history. For more information on monetary policy and for this article that I just read, go to CampaignForLiberty.com. That's www.CampaignForLiberty.com. <clears throat> Pardon me. And um, now uh, one last article on the issue. Federal Reserve rejects request for public review. This is uh, an article that was written, written uh, September 23rd by Stephen C. Webster on rawstory.com. And uh, let's go to the uh, top of the article. The institution which creates and oversees America's currency wants to keep a quote-unquote low profile 
according to a published report on Monday, and may be willing to dodge the U.S. Treasury in order to do so. According to Bloomberg News, the Federal Reserve Bank will not submit to a voluntary public study of its internal structure and methods of governance, as it was requested to do so by Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner, for what it's worth is what I need to add, and that's the warning for the audience listening. It wouldn't be worth anything for the tre- any Treasury Secretary, let alone the puppet Timothy Geithner, to, uh, to, uh, to uh, say that he wants to audit the Fed. Um, getting back into this article, it says Geithner is the former New York, New York Federal Reserve Bank chairman. The review he requested as part of President Barack Obama's financial regulatory reforms, which he proposed in mid-June. Part of those reforms would have studied the Fed's ability, quote, ability to accomplish its existing and proposed functions, end quote. A proposal the bank's board of governors appears to have flatly rejected. Quote, the agency also said that while the report requested by Secretary Geithner and his department has not been scrapped. No work has been done on the project, which is due October 1st, end quote, noted Reuters. That's a Reuters news service. Quote, the institution is trying to keep a low profile. I think I just read that. I'm losing my spot here on my, uh, on my webpage. Uh, the institution is trying to keep a low profile starting again. Vincent Reinhardt, a former Fed monetary policy director, told Bloomberg, quote, to publish a report now invites comment on that report, end quote. And comments are the last thing the Fed wants right now. Now, I'm not going to uh, finish this article. There's so much other important news to cover. But uh, let it be known that the Federal Reserve is not... uh, is not part of our government, and uh, the, the Bloomberg has sued them. Under Freedom of Information Act, last November 2008, and the Federal Reserve won their argument, uh, stating that they don't want to be audited. Well, they say that it would be a quote-unquote trade secret if they were to let the public know what they're doing with our money all this time. Now, uh, we're going to continue here with back with uh, what's going on with the G20 protests in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. An article from PrisonPlanet.com entitled, Military Attacks American Citizens with Sound Weapons and Tear Gas at G20. Infowars reporters caught in Bedlam relate unfolding chaos on Alex Jones' show. And that clip we played earlier, the beginning of the clip, you can hear the whole clip by going to prisonplanet.com, and uh, we'll have this article soon up at the website at theliberationstation.com. But uh, the title again is Military Attacks American Citizens with Sound Weapons and Tear Gas at G20 by Paul Joseph Watson, dated today, September 24th, 2009. Reuters update, Secret Service confirms that police are shooting G20 protesters with, quote, beanbags, end quote. But check out what they look like via keepshooting.com. Looks like a plastic shotgun shell with printing on it that says Power Punch Beanbag. But it's a shotgun shell. I'm not quite clear on this so far. Well, a 12-gauge round that directs fires, that direct fires a 26-gram or 40-gram beanbag projectile. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. Now I got it. Designed for single target engagement, allowing escalation of force from a close distance prior to use of lethal means. It's $9.95 per round. A effect on target. Incapacitation caused by loss of breath, psychological effect, and or pain and extreme discomfort. Time to effect, instantaneous. Duration of effect, seconds to minutes, based on power factor, distance, and location of strike. Effective range, seven yards for heavily clothed subject to 20 yards. Now, uh, there are some articles linked up here in this, uh, <clears throat> in this article. Uh, there are some other refer- articles that are referenced, but uh, they're from Reuters and uh, the PittsburghChannel.com credible sources, uh, but we're not, we don't have the time to go into all that right now. Uh, it's just back. These articles are just backing up what I'm about to tell you. Continuing national guard police and other military units attacked American citizens with tear gas and deployed sound cannons today in response to an quote, unpermitted protest end quote, as Bedlam hit the streets on the first day of the G20 summit in downtown Pittsburgh. The First Amendment is officially dead in the United States. If this isn't martial law, then we don't know what is. Associated Press photographs show National Guard troops in full fatigues with active-duty military running checkpoints that make the roadblocks in Iraq positively friendly. Like Iraq, America is now a conquered nation occupied by troops whose primary function is to oppress anyone who tries to express the freedoms that they once enjoyed. It all unfolded live on the Alex Jones Show as the InfoWars crew called into the program as sound cannons were turned against the protesters who police were attempting to force out of the immediate area. Quote, according to news agency reports, officers made their announcement over a loudspeaker telling people to leave or face arrest or, quote, other police as action, end quote, reports the London Times. These words were broadcast live on the Alex Jones Show today, along with police orders that the, quote, unlawful assemblies should immediately disperse, end quote. Quote, protesters at one flashpoint reported the use of tear gas to disperse the crowds, end quote, reported the press association. Citing Pittsburgh criminal code, police bellowed through loudspeakers that unpermitted protests were a serious offense, an official death knell for the First Amendment. Corporate media reports will obsess about anarchists causing nuisance without mentioning the fact that the YouTube video below clearly shows police terrorizing neighborhoods with ear-splitting sound weapons that are clearly a violation of all kinds of town ordinances related to public health and noise pollution. And then in that article, we've already played the clip at the beginning of the show where, as I described this paddy wagon, a double wide paddy wagon driving through Pittsburgh where there are no protests. There is nobody holding a sign, just people going about their business. Well, as far as they can while they're holding their ears as this, uh, I don't know what to call it, uh, a mutant ice cream truck goes around harassing everybody with sound cannons on top and it sounds like a, a, a perpetual 
car alarm going off, except you can't stand it, obviously, by these people walking along. And uh, again, these LRAD devices that are mounted on top of these trucks can damage your inner ear. That's all. Uh, no, nah, that's that's not a domestic terrorist, though. That's that's not domestic terrorism being committed by our own government. Of course not. Just letting people know whose boss is all that is. Well, uh, as I continue this article here, InfoWars correspondents reported live how police were quote-unquote, kettling protesters into confined areas in an attempt to subdue them. Jason Burmis reported seeing mask-wearing anarchists who have been caught before on numerous occasions provoking violence as a pretext for the police to crack down, throwing objects and tipping over garbage cans. Now, I need to inject in here, if you're in a protest and you're around somebody who is committing violence or encourages you to commit violence, there is a 99 plus percent chance that they are an agent provocateur put there by your taxpayer dollars to try to get legitimate protests delegitimized in the eyes of public opinion. They cannot stand the idea of civil disobedience. But, of course, we have YouTube videos to prove there is civil disobedience alive and well in this country. And like a brush fire. It's just going to continue. They don't understand that, though. Continuing this article, as we have previously reported, 2,500 National Guardsmen, along with Marines and the Air Force, are stationed in Pittsburgh to provide, quote-unquote, security for the G20 summit. Their primary training routine revolved around, quote-unquote, crowd control and dealing with civil unrest. The sight of troops on the streets of America, even for the routine traffic control and quote-unquote security, is now commonplace as the land of the free sinks into a militarized police state. Watch this space for more coverage from Pittsburgh over the next few days. Images and videos appear below. And this is, uh, again, Prison Planet from uh, the website, prisonplanet.com. And... um, do we have that? Do we have the uh, video queued up uh, that uh, was uh, is entitled "G20 Protests, uh, Pittsburgh, 24 September"? Okay, just roll that, please. This is CNN Breaking News. All right, Brian Todd, our correspondent on the scene in uh, Pittsburgh right now for the G20 summit. Uh, he's been covering the protesters, some of them anarchists. There are tons of police security authorities on the scene right now. This is what happened just moments ago to Brian as he was covering these demonstrations, these protests. We want to uh, inform you that this videotape is unedited. It's raw. Watch this. Wolf, this protest has shifted over several streets in Pittsburgh. The protesters going way off their planned route. Because of confrontations like this, the police have thrown some kind of tear gas or some kind of smoke uh, bomb over there. They've got set up a barricade over here. This is what's been happening today on the street. The protesters have shifted direction several the times. We don't know exactly where they're going to be going from here. Several hundred of them have gathered. Assembly. They were confronted where they started. They're trying to get to the convention Not clear at all right now. If you remain in this immediate vicinity, you will be in violation of the Pennsylvania Crimes Code. 
Okay. No matter what your purpose is, you must leave. If you do not disperse, you may be arrested and or subject to other police action. Other police... Other police action may include actual physical removal, the use of riot control agents and or less lethal munitions, which could cause risk of injury to those who remain. And there's your disclaimer. By order of the city of Pittsburgh Chief Police, I hereby declare this to be an unlawful assembly. I order all those assembled to immediately disperse. You must leave the immediate vicinity. If you remain in this immediate vicinity, you will be Stuart, come on. Well, I think we've right, heard are... enough. Uh, we've heard enough of that clip from CNN. That was not a movie clip. That was from CNN, and uh, that is America. I want everybody to know that that is going on in America, and and those LRAD chirping sounds that sounded like a car alarm that I mentioned and played earlier. The clip that was played earlier uh, was actually a, a constant LRAD sound, a constant chirping. And it was, as I said, driving through the neighborhood of uh, some Pittsburgh suburban neighborhood where there was no protest, uh, no protesting going on. So, as I said, they just want to show you, show us who's boss. And uh, it just makes me wonder. I mean, gosh, just how many people would it take to overturn that domestic terrorist truck driving through my neighborhood? That double wide paddy wagon, that mutant ice cream truck, just constantly causing me and my neighbors probably irreparable damage to my uh, inner ear. Oh, and by the way, being into health, I should let you know, uh, it just occurred to me that if you do want to regrow the cilia, the little hairs in your inner, in your inner ear, you can uh, take uh, supplements, uh, the combination of supplements, N-acetylcysteine, or NAC, and acetyl-L-carnitine. Acetyl L-carnitine and N-acetylcysteine. If you've been exposed to, uh, if you've been exposed to loud noises or maybe have tinnitus ringing of the ears, that's been shown to help sometimes uh, with some people. As has uh, ginkgo biloba uh, for uh, increasing your blood supply and circulation. Ginkgo biloba also helps if you want to uh, recover from this uh, suburban torture. Uh, if you are exposed to such or uh, it's just astounding that that this is going on, and uh, and there are not mobs of people with pointy pitchforks and flaming torches, just uh, responding, doing something. But uh, yeah, they just take it. Americans take it, and uh, hopefully they won't uh, they won't take it in this part of the woods. But uh, you know, the, this G twenty going on has a lot of people on edge. I can understand that, but. People were to catch on before these big events. That if the majority of people were to catch on about these these hard-handed tactics and be ready for them and be prepared to videotape them, as many have been, we need to uh, prepare. We need to learn what's going on. It just keeps getting worse. I mean, the G8 summit, the, now the G20 summit. 
the framing of people as anarchists. They even said on that CNN clip that these are anarch, call them anarchists, and yet there were no um, signs of anarchists. I just uh, I don't get it how they can they and the, the reporters putting up with being tear gassed and he doesn't know who his real enemy is that. His friends are the American people that the government wants to brand as anarchists or anti-government, as they're often called when they're they're quite pro-government because they understand that the government is meant to be of, by, and for the people. So they are quite pro-government, technically and in the spirit of the sense. Uh, I need to get back uh, on a little bit uh, different tangent here in the waning minutes of the show, see if we can finish this up. Uh, this article here. I'll start this article, see if we can finish it. It's on uh, on the federaljack.com website, federaljack.com, entitled Len Horowitz, Pandemic Charges Filed with FBI in New York City. This is dated September 19th. Friends, the substance of the message below on a false flag H1N1 flu pandemic has been widely discussed on the net for for months, but the message indicates the first serious U.S. legal action I have seen on it. I have, with the help of many, been tracking this issue as it affects states and localities, anticipating the need to file injunction lawsuits versus any government taking steps to compel vaccination. It is presumed by Dr. Horowitz and others that government will attempt to compel vaccination via H1N1, which is not possible under current law, especially U.S. Constitution and state Constitution law for many First Amendment and related privacy and civil rights reasons. I offer the message as a writing as to how serious the talks, research, and some of the proposed H1N1 policy state laws under consideration opposing civil rights, especially the Maine, Massachusetts, and Oklahoma have become. Having read of lawsuits filed against H1N1 in Europe for reasons indicated in the below article, I am convinced that there is considerable reason not to take any new so-called H1N1 vaccine and to prepare for similar suits in the U.S., which I am prepared to do. To lawyers receiving this message, I welcome your comments on how to prepare clients and friends to defend against unconstitutional H1N1 legislation and acts and any common effort we might begin in the U.S. You can contact Harold Burbank, 2008 CT, or Connecticut, Green Party candidate, U.S. House, Release number H1N1-15, date mailed September 15th, 2009. For immediate release, contact Rob Potter at 959-715-1520 or 310-877-5002. Los Angeles, California. Drug industry investigators have uncovered documents exposing an international drug ring ring operating from New York City is behind the H1N1 swine flu fright and vaccination preparations. Dr. Leonard G. Horowitz and Sherry Kane, an investigative journalist, have released evidence and legal affidavits that leaders of a private global biotechnology trust are behind the pandemic flu, including its origin and alleged prevention via vaccinations. Their documents being sent by attorneys to the FBI this week Evidence industrialists are operating a crime ring within the, quote, partnership for New York City, end quote, or PNYC, and are behind the pandemic's creation, media 
persuasions, vaccination preparations, and health official promotions. Quote, David Rockefeller's trust that engages several powerful partners on Wall Street, including media moguls, Rupert Murdoch, Morton Zuckerman, Thomas Glosser, Glosser, and former chairman of the board of directors of the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, Jerry Speyer, are implicated in the advancing global genocide, and quote, Dr. Horowitz wrote the FBI directors. We'll continue on this news, and the article is up at theliberationstation.com. For now, all take great care.